0: Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. Hey guys, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Anchor.fm. It's the platform that we're using to broadcast our podcast to you. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now. When hosting Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Radio, and tons more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. Best thing you can do if you're looking to start your own podcast is go ahead and download anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get to our show before I forget. Hey, everybody. It's Tyree here, and this is another episode of Before I Forget. This is a solo episode, and I wanted to talk about something that over in my police career had a profound impact on my life Uh, at that point. I'm going to talk about the Christopher Dorner situation. So... Back in 2003, well, no, let's back up a little bit more. Uh, Christopher Dorner was a, uh, police officer with the LAPD, uh, out of the, uh, Harbor Division. Um, at some point, he was investigated for some shit and got fired. I don't know, or I mean, I know what it was. You can look it up. But well, I'm not gonna go into that. I know the people personally, and, uh, you know, it's really not cool at all to put their names out in this kind of setting. Uh, so I'll just keep that to myself. Anyway, um, he was fired for uh, claiming that his training officer did something. Uh, there was an investigation. Like I said, his, his lawyer or his department assigned lawyer was Randy Kwan. Keep that name in mind. They. They fired him. And for years. That hate and anger built up inside of him. For years. Um, That whole time. He had a plan. And in that plan. It was basically to. Kill officers. Hurt the department. Uh, <laughs> man, so the start of everything was with him sending a uh, package to Anderson Cooper at CNN, and it had this really weird content. It was a, a challenge coin from the police department that was shot up, and. It had a note that was attached to it. It was 1 MOA or 1 minute of angle. Kind of lets them know that, hey, I know how to shoot. You know, I was 100 yards away from that coin when I shot it up. Basically, you know, a threat. Later on in Irvine, February, something like that, of 2013, I believe, uh, they found the bodies of Monica Kwan and her fiance, Keith Lawrence. And they're blown away in the car. It was an ambush, basically. Uh, My understanding is, you know, two people sitting in their car and somebody with a AR-15 style, or M16 or whatever you wanna call it, style rifle, opens up on them, kills them. There's no reason for this. This is murder, this is nuts. What is this about? The, the lady that was murdered was uh, Reddy Quan's daughter and Dorner I'm assuming because you know how do you get the information of where they live because that's his house he had stalked them it was an ambush he, he uh, opened up on them and of all people to try to get revenge on why would you go for the lawyer who tried to help you out's daughter? What a coward. And he tried to make himself out to be some kind of badass hero war veteran. He served, he was in the navy. But, you know, who gives a fuck? There's a bunch of people in the in the in the world who are ex-military, who aren't insane. They pull off this kind of shit. Anyway try to focus they were blown away <clears throat> so that tells me that he was stalking them and he figured out where they were and he post any and he, and he uh, attacked them that's when he sent that m- manifesto some crazy ass letter super long letter that he you know rallies against the department it's like a I want to say like 13 or 14 thousand word manifesto that he sends. And tries to explain what he does or why he did this. So now all of the police department were trying to, not we're, I'm not, <laughs> I'm nowhere near trying to say that I was involved in that kind of stuff. But I'll explain what I was involved in. Anyway, they, uh, you know, it's not too hard to piece it together. I mean, in this letter, he, he claims the shooting. Even Says in the letter, you know, you can probably find some evidence that I left the scene. So it's nobody else but him. So all of the LAPD, we're all on high alert. You know, this dude's out here. He wants to kill cops. It doesn't matter who, doesn't matter where or why. He just get ready. Be ready. Hmm. Now. I've been in that situation before. The combat thing, you know, this is what that equated to in my head at that point it was combat. You know, keep your eyes open, head on a swivel, you know, be ready. And then I started to see some of the people that I'm working with. Jesus, fear in their eyes. I mean, I was afraid too, but I'm not going to show it right now. I mean, we got to be serious. This shit's real. This is life and death right now. Just because you weren't expecting to, you know, do that part of the job doesn't mean it's not a reality. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And it's happening. Because just after that, is driving down the street and he sees the cop car. In that cop car, there are two officers. Hmm. <laughs> So the two officers in the cop car are blown away. The driver of the vehicle, he doesn't survive. The passenger lives. What happens is Dorner pulls up on them. He's wearing shooting glasses and he's smiling. He lowers that window, puts the rifle out the window, rests it on the window sill and just starts dumping rounds into the car I want to say the driver was killed instantly the passenger shot multiple times there's a taxi driver who just happens to see this happen he calls 911 or wait, no, he doesn't call 911 he goes over to the inside of the car tries to help the officer how can I help you? what do you need for me to help you? He just tells him, give him the radio, put the radio up to his mouth. He puts out. Officer shot multiple times. Dorner's gone. Didn't even drive away fast. Just kind of drifted. They know how he looks now. They're they're exactly sure of who this is. There's no secret now. All the information is going out. They're posting his picture everywhere. So he has to hide. In the meantime, I have to go to work. And there is multiple levels of security to get into Central Division where I was stationed at the time. While in the station, after getting through all those levels of security, I'm seeing SWAT officers that I normally see all the time because they're sandwiched between our offices. Well, want I take that back, there's the huge armory that they have our office and then one of their offices or the rest on back are their offices on either side of the uh, hall um, so I'm walking around in the station and I'm seeing people with huge guns not your regular Glocks and rifles I'm talking about sniper rifles with huge scopes and 50 cal sniper rifle, Barrett's, which I didn't even know that they had back there. And then M60s, which made me laugh because I knew exactly what it was. They're going to put these things on top of the roof. They're waiting because there's a psychopath out here killing people and he's gunning for cops and he just tried to kill two, hit one. You know, it's funny to see how people reacted to that. I don't think people, when they signed up to be a cop, would realize that they would be flat out hunted at one point. So meanwhile, while he's hunting us, we were being ultra-paranoid. To the point that we were shooting up random trucks that kind of looked like the truck that we're looking for, which is the Nissan Titan. Uh, Some guys really didn't pay attention to roll call because they shot up. Some people delivering newspapers. Two little Hispanic ladies. uh, They were paranoid as hell. Anything that moved and looked funny, they're going to shoot at it. I want to say I can't blame him, but at the same time, like, come on, man. The the ladies were in a Dodge Dakota. How could you mix that up with a giant Nissan Titan? And the suspect is a big, tall black dude. Not too little Hispanic ladies. Get your head out of your ass. This is some real shit going on here. While this is going on, Dorner's in the woods. It's cold out, snowing. He's going from cabin to abandoned cabin to now he's trying to get a car. He goes, ties up two people, steals their car, and takes off with it. Doesn't get far because there's so many cops around. I believe that he actually has to go back into hiding. And while he's hiding... These officers are getting closer and closer. There's nothing he can do to get away. He's stuck, he's trapped like a rat. So he shoots it out. Wounds a bunch of officers, kills one. They surround the cabin. Those 50 cows of sniper rifles come out. It's a war in the middle of the woods hundreds of rounds like being shot off in every direction eventually they get him and the funny way that they get him they throw these canisters into the uh, cabin that he's in I don't know if they're smoke canisters or or what but it ended up catching the damn cabin on fire he couldn't run out because there's all these cops out there gonna fucking shoot him in his ass so he hunkers down he blows his brains out like a coward while the cabin burns all around him. Collapses. The next day, they go digging in there. They find the remains. They see it, he shot himself in the head. And that was that. End of the huge, the gigantic manhunt. Christopher Dorner. But I'm going to talk about how that affected me Personally. Now, when you work around these people and you hear these stories about, oh, this was allegedly what happened or this is what he said happened, eventually you learn from everybody who you're speaking to. You can kind of piece your own truth together, at least what you think it is. Do I think the reasons why uh, Dorner was uh, fired were valid? yes was I there no can I tell you the exact n- small details about what happened no because again I wasn't there you can go on Wikipedia and look it up if you want to hear what, uh, read what I'm talking about I'm not naming any names I'm not going to point any fingers or, or say anything crazy like that because again I wasn't there Emotionally, I didn't know what was going on with that at that point. Because this was way before I got onto the department. Well, not that far, but, you know, far enough. But far enough that I was warned about him. He wasn't, he was long gone by the time I got there. But I was warned by a person working on the desk. This black dude with thick glasses. I got an unsatisfactory rating for something. I think I had a put too many periods on a piece of paper fucking Tia was a bitch anyway the uh, guy working at the desk he's kind of broken down a little bit old he's like you know they're trying to railroad you right like what do you mean he's like you remember Dorner I'm like no he's like yeah they railroaded him out of here and it's funny to me that all these years now I remember that So was there a conspiracy? No, I don't think so. Uh, Talking to the people directly involved, sitting in those cars, witnessing what happened and what didn't happen. You know, I have my own opinions about things. Um, (laughs) No, I'll keep that to myself. Listen to more episodes of uh, Before I Forget. Thank you for listening to this one. Thank you for hanging out with me, on this Thursday afternoon, evening, morning, or whenever you're hearing this. I really do appreciate it. Our numbers are going through the roof. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you're doing for our show just by looking at it i mean listening to it. What I need you guys to do more than anything is share it. If we share the show, more people will hear it more people start thinking about hooking up with their friends and hanging out again that's the goal for this whole thing really before I forget the things in my head I want to sit here and talk to my friends about it we get messages from people who have been trying to do their own thing and and now they're talking to their friends again that's awesome that's the goal of everything we want to hear about it there's ways you can get messages to us uh, there's a link in some of these uh, posts that I'm going to post that's going to have a way that you can actually send us a message. If you send us a message, we'll include it in the show. It's not a tight message. You actually have to talk. But hey, man, if some of your friends hear this when you share it, they'll hear it and they'll hear you and then they'll want to talk again. And, you know, it, it's the big cycle. So I'm happy that I'm able to help. Uh, me and Kevin are able to help reach so many people. I mean, it's helping me out. I have uh, started some pages on my own to manage everyone who's been on the show to try to keep them all together, so we can continue to share these stories. It's been a hilarious time looking at all these pictures I can't share it with you guys, but you know, if people who have been on the show they give us these uh, pictures and videos of times we we're in Iraq or times we we're in Schweinfurt. Things like that. And it's been awesome. So, I mean, thank yous, all of yous out there who's been uh, keeping up with our shit. Uh, And uh, that's it for today. So thank you for listening to Before I Forget. Please like, listen, and subscribe and share. Share as much as you can. Thank you. Have a good one.